You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a great start to your day as we get to cover a really important topic today. We are talking to Evie Jenner. I love Evie. I know you guys are going to as well as we talk about the female cycle. Now, guys, do not run away. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being brave. Women too don't run away because I know this isn't a fun topic, (laughs) but guess what? We're going to make it as fun as possible. Uh, We are going to stick together to learn how to work around through in all of the different seasons of a woman's monthly cycle together today with education from one of the foremost Enneagram experts on the topic. Evie is fantastic. You might know her from the Instagram, the type guide. And of course, I'm leaving her information and freebies in the show notes for you as well. I love chatting with her on Instagram live. She is a wealth of knowledge and resources about all the different ways we're going to grow together. And today I'm putting my cards on the table with Evie so that I can be as vulnerable and learn along with you guys as possible too. You know, I love real marriage stories and I love to make sure that we can truly grow because this This is a huge piece of marriage, and this whole month of July, we're covering sexuality, and this is part of it. This is the reproductive cycle. This is the sex education you always needed, always wanted, probably, and yet never probably got, uh, because when we learn about it when we're kids, we don't learn about the cycle for marriage, and we just aren't there yet, and then we don't usually get that learning in churches, although I think there's a few churches trying to do better with that, and we've talked a lot about purity culture and even the good intentions within purity culture to help us to, uh, you know, not have as many uh, Gen X uh systematic issues, but also then there was this overlay of judgment and shame over just women. So we're coming back to the space of togetherness to really see that our cycles are part of our life together as couples. And there are absolutely beautiful moments uh, that we can embrace and even really play up throughout the month together and have more fun. And then there's moments when we need to really remember the shadows, remember the exhaustion, the fatigue, all the different emotions that go with that. And I'm so grateful we get to cover all of that today. So make sure you check out last week's topics on how to grow closer together in your sexual dynamic. I really wanted you to build a healthier sexual uh, culture this month together. I know you do too. Uh, And then also make sure you continue to walk through with us as we walk all the way through more important topics this whole month. So stick around, but right here with you guys doing the work. Let's bring Evie on right now. Evie, thank you so much for joining us on the Enneagram and Marriage pod. This is so exciting. This is so exciting. This is like a bucket list moment for me, Krista. So I am just thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to hear that. I had so much fun talking with you on Instagram Live and got all these DMs about it. And so we are here with everybody now. Thank you for joining us all the way from the UK. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Oh, sure. Yes, I'm I'm across the pond in the UK. I live in Sheffield, which is kind of near Manchester. It's in the north of England. So um, it's quite small. Maybe you probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> but I live here with my type five husband um, and I think my type nine dog um, until she tells me otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, we, I mean, we talked, we touched on it in the Instagram live, but I love menstrual cycles. I love supporting women and well, everybody, the menstrual cycles affect us all. And so, yeah, doing this work alongside being an Enneagram coach is just my, yeah, dream. I, I can't believe that I'm on this podcast. This has been a dream for a while. So yeah, thrilled to be here from, from sunny Sheffield and yeah, excited to connect with you in this way. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. So excited. I've already warned all the male listeners, don't go anywhere before we got on. <laughs> this is for everybody. I even had to give Wes a little education on that because he's like, what's your interview about this morning? And I was like, menstrual cycles. And I said it like with joy and enthusiasm. He was like, okay, bye. And I'm like, no, this is for you. This is one of these episodes you're going to be listening to as well. And I think that's just a welcome that we can tease one another, but also be very serious with this. Like this affects everybody. And we're so grateful that you have a special focus in it. You guys, she is so on fire with it. A, but B, you are so as a type one, very detailed and practical with it. So we're going to bring you guys so much healing in your marriage today. Thank you, Evie. Tell us a little bit about your own marriage as we get started. Yeah, sure. So I was, um, obviously, as I mentioned before, yes. I'm married to a type five. So, you know, he is secretive. So I have to be a little bit, um, I have to run things through him before I share them uh, on, on, on on the podcast. Yes. Because because that secretive part of him is really real and true and I want to honor that um but he's really excited that I'm on this podcast as well and so yeah we wanted to share about the fact that I think the one and the five is such an interesting dynamic and we actually met at uh, a discipleship year um about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. uh with our church and um we actually didn't reveal to each other that we liked each other (laughs) a friend had to do that for us and I think that that can really be that withdrawing stance that dependence stance it's difficult to find somebody to take charge and yeah we were were both too nervous and too shy to do that which I think is such a a funny yeah sweet it's a sweet part of our journey and our story and and yeah I think it really can it can encapsulate the one of the five when they don't feel super safe or super comfortable yet and they're you know feeling quite nervous um so that's the beginning of our story (laughs) and now our marriage you know we will be married um seven years this month so we've been doing it for a little bit of time ish that's a big year you've you've gotten past the one to five honeymoon stage and you're in it now and I love that for you we are in it for sure yeah totally I think our marriage is really real um I have had uh you know a real journey with a number of chronic illnesses that you know from the moment that we I got ill about six months before we met so that has always been a part of our story and then yeah you know my my husband has had um a real journey with his 
um, mental health as well, um, especially over the COVID years. Mm. So it, we are in a very real space. And I think, yeah, there's something really um, grounded about the one and five pairing that I am super forever grateful for. Um, so, yeah, but we also, you know, sometimes can find each other in that seven space and be silly. And yeah, we, I think laughter is the most important part of our marriage, or it is right now anyway. Um, laughing daily is just so important to both of us. So, oh, yeah, that we, we really value laughing together and having fun (laughs) oh my gosh and I bet you have some wit to you obviously the Brit wit I know (laughs) Britain or the UK has sort of a five overlay of intelligent humor uh and so do you feel like you guys tease each other a lot and sarcasm use sarcasm (laughs) yes so much sarcasm I I think potentially too much uh, (laughs) especially when our American friends and Canadian friends hear us um, playing with each other, sometimes they they would query, "What's going on, guys?" <laughs> but yeah, it, the Britwit is very real, um, especially in my household, for sure. <laughs> I love it, and I want to be a fly on the wall just to get some of that juice because we have a lot of dad jokes going on over here. <laughs> But Wes is funny with them and I'm like, I'm your laugh track. So uh, just keep going because I enjoy it. Um, but <laughs> but we do need work sometimes. <laughs> so we'll learn from you guys. Um, tell us a little bit about just you. I love that you are the one-to-one or sexual one because that is an often misunderstood part of the Enneagram one. A lot of people, A, wouldn't identify as that or... <clears throat> wouldn't know how to really even look at that part. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, the overlay that you mentioned before we got on and just a bit of, uh, so people can identify if they're a one, maybe they realize they have more of this or uh, if they're married to somebody with this, that they get some ideas about it. Yeah, totally. Of course. I think it really revolutionized my understanding of my Enneagram type once I did yeah the the subtype work uh, and so yeah hopefully this could be really helpful for anybody who who is thinking about if they're a one or 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 maybe are feeling more disconnected from their type than than other people because yeah mm-hmm. the sexual one mm-hmm. that subtype is the counter type so mm-hmm. i look more like a type 8 i mm-hmm. sound more like a type 8 i have yeah. the energy that looks a little bit more type 8ish yeah. mm-hmm. because that's kind of the the vibe the the energy the the outline of the sexual and mm. um, type one you know I am much more focused on trying to perfect the world and all the issues of the world than mm. myself or you know mm. what's right in front of me um, you know right here in, in my kitchen yeah. um I kind of you know don't mind if my kitchen is you know not perfect but I am just burnt out desperate to sort out the big issues the 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 drive I have to um see you know sustained change in this world for absolutely everybody that needs it (laughs) is uh unending and that that energy I think if you that sounds like you if you can tap into that part of yourself yeah maybe you're a sexual one because I can't understand <laughs> the rest of you guys who are happy 
happy to spend lots of time cleaning the kitchen or, you know, just want to connect with friends or, you know, want to read another book. Guys, we got stuff to do. What are we doing? Relaxing. <laughs> yeah, you said that you love to just you, uh, you know, find a place that you can help. And in that eight, like you said, supercharged energy, you love to bring the changes inside the family, outside the family. But it's less about uh, the perfectionism and more about uh, that big hero protector complex. And I like that. Um, you know that. And I think it's also a very romantic uh, subtype of the one that people uh, may feel like, how does that part look? And while we protect you and your husband's marriage, um, what can you share about just that part of it where you're like, on the one-to-one level, this is how I show up sometimes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, and I think especially this is heightened even more (laughs) by being married to somebody in that withdrawing stance, because, you know, I wake up each day and I'm ready to try and save the world, which is, you know, that's a real genuine heart, but kind of, kind of, you know, a bit silly of me to think that I might have any level of (laughs) authority to be able to get that done. So I am organizing things. I'm having everybody I meet over for dinner. I am sending dinner out to uh, other families that maybe are tired or their child is unwell or, you know, they're, you know, looking after a family member. I actually don't do any of the cooking in my household. My husband is the chef. Mm. So, you know, I am just forcing him to cook for everybody else, deliver it, get it done. I'm out, you know, doing washing at someone's house. And I haven't checked in with my husband. And I just, you text him the details and say, get on with it because we've got to get this stuff done, Jen. (laughs) And that, um, you know, Jen, my husband, that, that can be tough to be in relationship with. That is a difficult energy to try and combat. And we know with the eights, you kind of have to get on their level to yeah. get them to kind of mm-hmm. calm down or chill out or, or zoom out sometimes. And so, yeah, my my husband has to, you know, we have to be quite on that because it, I can run away with myself there and, and that causes yeah. many issues. <laughs> Yeah, and you just, oh, you just healed so many people's marriages with that statement of, uh, thankfully, well, if it's a one-five pairing, the five has a very strong line to eight. So John can do that and he can step up. It's not always the first thing he would do as a withdrawing type, but he's got it pretty close to the front pocket. So I like that he can do that. But everyone else listening, as you approach somebody who's a one or an eight or anybody who's in that space of let's go, go, go. When you rise up to it and you either support it or challenge it, that's good because then they know where you really stand. And it's been lately a subject of several of our interviews uh, in different places for people to say that's something they had to learn. So I hope as you're listening along with us or watching on YouTube that you realize that you have to step in if you have a strong partner. Is that right for you guys too? Oh my gosh, 100%. And you know that would even go the other way. Mm. When my husband is in his seven mm. or if he's in his eight, I, I, you know, I have to, yeah, find my seven or find, find my kind of bigger energy, louder energy to go, Hey, well, what's, let's make sure that we're communicating <laughs> and, and not just doing, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, which can, can be a little bit of an issue because, you know, especially for my pairing, 
emotions are you know far and few between mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> really got to go searching for that you know I I do think I wing too but still that that access point is something I have to work on and when we're thinking about the centers of intelligence we know that we want them to be balanced we mm-hmm. know that that is the healthiest version um of each of us yes you know I'm primarily a doer but you know, I have to make sure I'm feeling and I have to make sure I'm thinking as well. And good grief, it can take a little moment to find both of those um, deep down buried somewhere within me (laughs) sometimes. Oh my gosh. So many (laughs) listeners are just nodding with you vigorously. Like we cannot find our feelings. And I know I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) And so you're you're really, yeah, sharing well that people have to uh, put the work in to balance those three intelligence centers of the gut, the head, and the heart. And when you do, like you said, your marriage has the right boundaries, the right balance. Now you're in a place where you have the humility of, okay, I can't save everybody, but we could probably still bring that family dinner. Um, and and your husband can say, you know, I have my boundaries, but uh, we could probably, you know, share that dinner with that family. And, and we're all doing it in our own ways, or we could probably access these feelings together. So um, thank you for reminding us to meet in these places, especially as we take this journey into the menstrual cycle of how feelings are a big part of it. And being honest is a big part of it because all the statistics tell us 90% of women do have changes uh, through the month and they do affect the family. So um, tell us a little bit about what would you say um, really with these menstrual cycles is one of the most important reasons why both partners want to be tracking? Yeah. Love this question. Love, love this question. I think it's always going to deepen intimacy and deepen connection. Now, that intimacy can could be sexual, sure, but it also could just be knowing each other and fully seeing each other. Mm. You know, you and me, Krista, will not have another day like today hormonally for another 24 days or, or, or 28 days or, or, or 32 days. Mm-hmm. There are changes happening for us all of the time, mm-hmm. which is really powerful and really beautiful and very, very different from the male hormonal system. Mm-hmm. And so to bridge that gap of essentially distance, we operate in a very different way from each other. Mm-hmm. How do we find each other in that well, it's always going to start with awareness and education. And so just under, understanding each other, you know, on a baseline level, I think is always going to create that intimacy and deepen that connection and, and actually be able to see each other and know each other. Mm, that's a really, you said that so well, that we can really find these deeper spaces of knowing. And you hinted at that when you talked about you guys walking through a deep journey together and um, uh, even with chronic illness and mental health issues. And I feel like that's one of the most tender places of marriage when you can know one another from just a look and uh, really say, I'm not going anywhere, even when the, you know, SH hits the fan, like, this is the moments, uh, and and they come through the month, through the cycle sometimes too, where we can really support one another knowing things are not the same and we can't pretend they are. And so how can we partner together through those lows? But I also hear this hint of there's also some glorious moments through the month as you've talked to me about before. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think 
there absolutely can be these lows in the menstrual cycle, but there doesn't have to be. I think once we bring our awareness and bring our understanding and then layer over the Enneagram and, and, and that level of understanding and mindset shift, actually, I think we can break down the cycle into four very clear opportunities rather than inconveniences. And, you know, if we can stop working against our cycle and start working with it and come alongside it and actually have the family come alongside it as well. Yeah. Wow. We're going to see some huge, huge changes, you know, men and male hormonal cycles, you know, you get another hit of testosterone every 15 minutes. It's going to top up mainly um, overnight when, when the man is asleep. And then throughout the day, we've got a little hit every 15 minutes. So mm. there's a little boost up for you there, guys. <laughs> uh, if I can share, I am on cycle day 20 of, of, of 20. My cycle length is 29 days. Mm-hmm. So my energy levels are going to be low, mm-hmm. much lower for the next at least 10 days, yeah. maybe 12, because I traveled this month, actually. So I, I, I could have a, a bigger dip, potentially. I am going to be operating and loving myself over the next 10 days in a very different way. I'm going to be making sure that I am prioritizing rest in a way that supports me as a type one. I'm going to make sure that I'm honoring my sacred no. No, I can't do that today. I'd love to do it next Mm. week. No, I can't have that conversation today. I know I will not be showing up fully. I'd love to have that chat with you next week or the week after can we find some time then you know I'm putting in these boundaries to make sure that I do not uh, run myself ragged as it were by just ignoring what my body is communicating to me and so I think you know my husband has the awareness of okay Evie is in her luteal phase now for the next 10 days we're not going to redo the budget right now that is not what's on the agenda yeah (laughs) if I you know if there's something really big you know, that we need to talk about, I am going to make sure I do it in the middle of the day, you know, once she's had a meal, and she's having it alongside some red raspberry leaf tea, that's going to help give her some natural uh, boosts. I'm not going to do it, uh, you know, first thing in the morning or last thing at night, when I'm naturally going to be a little bit slower. Mm. And so, we don't then have to have this conversation every month of, oh, actually, I'm starting to feel really tired. He just knows it. Mm-hmm. that's saving energy that's saving time and you know that fits really well for a type five partner for sure because mm-hmm. his energy levels are you know measured mm-hmm. but I th- you know I'm thinking of type fours I'm thinking of type nine partners that's really helpful for you guys as well and um, so I think just having this awareness is gonna you know supercharge your time together because you don't need to waste it having the mm-hmm. same conversations over and over again. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I know we're going to go over the cycles, but it's so mm-hmm. cool that you really invited people into seeing like, hey, when I have lower energy in my one slash eight space, mm-hmm. I can meet my partner, especially if you have a withdrawing type partner, even in those phases that are, uh, like you said, maybe culturally known to be like, these are the times when guys want to run away. And you're like, no, this is potentially a great time for bonding and resting together, setting boundaries. Also just uh, changing the dynamics of when we have certain conversations. I do notice a lot of the type five clients that are male that I have do the tracking and they find it very helpful because they're like, 
I am tracking right along with her. Uh, and I've had to, as you know, feelings are not top for me. So I've had to really stretch myself to share with Wes my cycle. And it's something that I don't like to do, especially because he's medical and he knows it all. And so I'm like, oh, let's just stay away from that whole OBGYN area. Uh, but it's really helpful for even if you're like me and you don't want to, um, to step into that conversation because it has healed us so much to do that, uh, mm-hmm. to invite him in. Plus, I'm uh, I'm very honest with my feelings that particular week. So mm-hmm. it's a really good week for us to do our actual work that we need to do in the boundary setting we need to do. So, you know, I laid my cards out on, on the table with mm-hmm. my cycle last time. I'm on a 25-day cycle and it's I'm on day four right now. So I'm in a good energy space, week one. Um, yeah. But I definitely feel with you that our listeners need to hear the rhythms of the journey in general. So could you share with us that four-week cycle that we generally take? Yes, totally, totally. So I'm going to talk about, you know, an average 28-day cycle. And you can just, um, you know, if you're 24 days, if you're 32 days, you'll just want to stretch out the luteal phase and the follicular phase. If this sounds confusing, you can just DM me afterwards and I can can help with that for sure. Um, But yes, let's get into it. So we have, you know, cycle day one to seven-ish is our is our menstrual phase that's when we have our period that's when we're bleeding that's when all of our hormone levels are at the lowest so we really need to focus on resting and recharging and i think this is the perfect opportunity for releasing you know our body is physically releasing you know she is shedding her uterine lining your womb how can you you know respect that and honor that by resting and creating space and creating, you know, a little bit of a nest to be in as much as possible Mm -hmm. in your home or in your safe space. And then how can you release? You know, I think it's the perfect time to release, especially from a relationship point of view, what's been hard over the past month. Mm -hmm. How can you create space and let that go? You know, if you have a faith or a spiritual practice, this is the perfect time to really go inward into your body, your mind, your soul, and and allow, you know, whatever you're believing in <laughs> to, to, to create closeness and connection. And, and through that, a, a level of release, it's just really the perfect time. And then, you know, once your bleed finishes, we start to move through into the follicular phase, which is about six days, sometimes a bit longer, sometimes a bit shorter. Um, and the, the follicular phase is when, you know, we start to see estrogen rising, uh, testosterone begins to rise. So we have a little bit more pizzazz about us. You know, we're ready to see friends. We're, we're ready to, you know, do that big pitch at work. Yeah. Optimism is, you know, flowing a little bit easier. So again, if we're kind of thinking relationally, gosh, this is the perfect time to go on a date or do a family day or have people over for dinner or, you know, something that suits you and reflects who you are as a person that has a little bit higher energy. Maybe you want to take an extra class at the gym. Maybe you want to go to the gym together. You know, this would be the perfect time to do that because your body is stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, things like hit workouts can really reflect how your body is feeling here as a woman, as, as somebody with a menstrual cycle. Mm. Again, these maybe harder conversations could happen here because we're a little bit emotionally robust Mm. in that things that maybe are painful are not going to hurt as much Mm. uh, because of our hormonal levels acting as a bit of a buffer 
So that's something to consider potentially. So cool. So helpful for marriage conflicts that need to be discussed. This is the time also for intimacy. This is a pretty good time, right? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I think, you know, if let's just talk about intimacy for a second. I think, you know, at all phases of them, if we want to just get into it and remove the taboo of, you know, sex only being allowed at certain parts of the cycle. Actually, I think there are moments for intimacy in all parts of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And, and so let's talk about that in the menstrual cycle then, because there's such a stigma and such a taboo around that. But if mm-hmm. you are somebody who has um, different gynecological issues, this can be a really healthy and helpful time to be intimate mm-hmm. because the menstrual blood has cells in it as as you're bleeding that heal your 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 uterus your womb area it's it's flooded with nutrients so it's one of the best times if you have things like vaginosis or other gynecological issues this could be a perfect time for intimacy now I know there's a huge stigma around that please don't turn off if that's not for you that's totally okay but if this sounds like something that could be a bit of an answer to a problem that you've been having gosh I'd love you to explore it if you if you think about humans you know, thousands of years ago, that that was very normal and very common. And if we want to talk about the type of intimacy, this is a perfect time to be really purposeful and meaningful and have a real deep connection. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think as a possibility, as a as an idea, I'm just proposing that. Yeah, yeah, and it can then, guys to really see like this is real. This is mm-hmm. what happens and mm-hmm. maybe my wife is stronger than I ever realized and you know we see men as protectors and we don't want to stop uh, whether we're in the wild or in real life but but also mm-hmm. to be able to say wow like we recently watched the movie The Quiet Place and we were laughing because Emily Blunt is just so strong and we're like yes this is women yeah. like women and men have different. So I like mm-hmm. it just for that too like to show the intimacy between couples in different seasons. Even if you're not always choosing that week to be intimate, just to know what's going on is it's very intimate. And as we talked about last time, even my son has a lot of period awareness and he's like, I'm going to be a good husband one day because I know all about this. All you ladies talk about it way too much. But yes, he's totally comfortable now. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? If we think about the next generation and, you know, I, I would say my husband is 32 so you know what is that a millennial um but you know even he has such a openness and awareness that you know our dads maybe don't have um that's that's a huge change already and then if we think about your son and just how much more informed he's gonna be gosh we're like saving so many marital issues by just everybody having the same level of understanding and awareness it's huge it's incredible, just incredible, incredible work you're doing, Krista. I, I just, yeah, honor you so much. And I'm so thankful for that as well. It's so cool to see. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful for you because you're even teaching me today on why with my shorter cycle, like day three was hard and I was emotional. And as a seven, I don't come near crying that much, but I came near it. I talked about doing it. I said I might do it. I didn't end up doing it. There was probably some glassy eyes, but it's like I'm jumping into that energy phase now and I can see that you know, we're all different with the days that that happens, but it's really, and also for me, sometimes day four or five, like sometimes for listeners, 
you might need to tell your spouse there's a bit of a buffer and sometimes day four or five or six or seven will look a little transitional. Um, yes. Sometimes, like you said, if you have a vacation, this is going to be a bit different. And so it's educating your spouse as you walk through or being the spouse to ask, where yes. are you? Um, but you've talked about those first two phases. Tell us about the next two. Totally. Yes. So then we, after, after we've been in our follicular phase for about six ish days, we then head straight into ovulation. The Mm -hmm. ovulatory phase is gorgeous. You know, we are peaking. Our hormone levels are kind of the ideal. We are, you know, vibrant and magnetic and communicative. And we are, you know, really excited for connection just on a baseline level, you know, our our hormones, our our body, our Mm -hmm. mindset, even if we are you know, a social subtype, even if we are a self-preservation subtype, you, there is a shift and a change there. And mm-hmm. um, you just might need to look for it a, a, a little bit more and build that awareness in. Um, but, you know, the ovulatory phase, yes, a gorgeous time for a date night, a gorgeous time uh, to, you know, explore each other um, intimacy-wise and, and sexually to, to build in that time can just be a really beautiful way to kind of honor your body and, and, and potentially how you're feeling and, you know, know that you're making space for that because it's it's such a fantastic time to do that. Again, without any pressure, if you don't feel like that, well, of course, that's absolutely fine. Listen to what your body's communicating to you. But there is potentially an opportunity for that. There's also an opportunity for a lot of creativity to come through in this time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the different hormones at this time, how they're affecting the brain, we might feel a little bit more creative, whether that be a creative solution to a problem that we're having in a marriage or... Yeah you know, wanting to create and bake something with the family. Creativity can look, you know, all different ways. So again, hold space for for that as an opportunity to come through. Mm. And, and, and you know, this phase is the shortest. It's, it's 24 hours, you know, scientifically. I think we can stretch it out to three days and kind of, you know, if we know it's coming, we can get a little bit excited for it and, and yeah. enjoy that and try and stretch it out mm-hmm. um, as much as possible before that. we, yeah, yeah, before we head into our, our luteal phase, mm. which is the, the final phase of our menstrual cycle. It's probably the uh, the the most important phase to get right, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two weeks long. Progesterone is rising. Estrogen has dropped off. Our, our dopamine levels are lower. Our immune system is weaker. Uh, our, um, we, we will be hungrier and need to consume more food because our body is burning more energy just naturally. Mm-hmm. And so this is a place where we can see a lot of issues come up, you know, mm-hmm. ignoring the body's needs, ignoring that we are slowing down and feeling more tired, ignoring that mm-hmm. actually we're just not feeling as naturally happy uh, as we usually do, mm-hmm. ignoring the fact that we are hungrier. Mm-hmm. because we want to just fit into this 24-hour cycle it, it can be such a, a an issue a place for pitfalls to happen and so again if both of you mm-hmm. can go into it with this awareness maybe you plan in a few like heftier meals during this time yeah you know if we're cycle syncing properly sweet potato quinoa um we we maybe want to have some pork during this time if 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 you eat pork um but there are there are some certain foods that you can eat during this time to help satiate you more um and 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 really help detoxify that blood ahead of your bleed that's coming up in the next few weeks but also you you touched on it earlier Krista you said you know actually during this time I can I can say what I mean a bit more 
you talked about being able to be a bit more open communicatively. And I think that is absolutely true. Because our dopamine levels are a bit lower, you're kind of getting a truer response where we're kind of not being blasted by a little hit of serotonin. We kind of have the the truest response of ourselves. So I do think this is the perfect time to, if you're not to be really keyed into your intuition. And actually, what do you really feel? Because you're able to share it in a way that is not clouded by the need to try and be happy because you're you're not feeling super duper you know crazy happy you're you're kind of just here in the middle a a little bit more you know natural baseline and so that could be a a great space to to have those harder conversations if if it feels safe if 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 you don't feel too tired of course Yes. And I think if your partner is ready too, because like you said, with the male having the little testosterone dips through the day, you may have to find the time of day when they can have the conversation too. So it's a bit of a dance to be able to say who has the energy, what are their personality types? um, What are their instincts? And when people follow you, do they have access to like a chart or to be able to see the four phases out? Yes, if you sign up to my mailing list, <laughs> uh, you get free, uh, like an eight part planner through explaining the different parts of your cycle and, and some different affirmations and self-love moments to support you in those different parts of the cycle. But then also you can download my Enneagram specific tracker, which can be really helpful for you to, you know, I think there is something really special about putting pen to paper about what's going on in your body. Yeah. You know, to mm-hmm. to actually sit down and and take maybe two minutes each day, um, to to you know actually write out what's happening, and then it's not on your phone. Your partner could see that if you leave that somewhere in your bedroom, if you leave that somewhere mm-hmm. in the kitchen, somewhere that you're happy to have it. Actually, mm-hmm. you can check in and see. Oh yes, she is hungrier today. Or oh yes, we are experiencing some cramping. How can I support her during that? Or oh yeah, she's feeling really good today. Her energy's feeling high. I'm going to ask her if we can swap the carpool situation because I want to go do this thing. You know, it just alleviates, you know, confusion. We, we get to see each other clearer and better. Oh, glory be. Yes, you are just giving us the practical reasons why we might be vulnerable and not lean into our seven wing eights out there. (laughs) Those who are like me are like, we don't trust people. We don't tell. We do it all on our own. And it's like, no, you have to open up and share so that you guys can get along better. And like you said, have a better flow between you. Just, oh yeah, this is a better day for you to hang. This is a better day for me. And I think that along with most women in culture, um, and I know we're doing better about this as a world, but I think there's been this expectation of, women carrying every little piece of their cycle on their own and not having any support. And I think as Wes has gotten older, to be honest, he's better about it now. Um, He was just joking this morning and he's really actually invested now in like what is going on. Um, But but I think that that would not have happened in the younger years with our cultural overlay. And I hope that those younger than us, like we said, you know, Jack is getting that education and others to bring this up. So if you're a parent, bring this into your kids so that they know, like uh, Jack knows his sisters have dark moments and it doesn't have to, like Evie said, ruin the relationship, but instead of doing art together or doing something more active, they might just want to watch one of their favorite movies together. And now they're still best friends, but Mm -hmm. that's how marriage is. That's how siblings are. And I just feel like 
we've been asked um, non-verbally uh, to carry that by mm-hmm. ourselves as women. And that's where I'm coming from is mm-hmm. why would I ask Wes to carry that when I'm supposed to carry it all by myself? And it's finally kind of hitting me. No, you're not. The Enneagram has helped me to see that. Like that's not been good for your marriage, for your husband mm-hmm. to be in the dark about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're just shining this beautiful light for all of us as a reminder to say, please don't, please don't do this alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're stronger together. We always mm-hmm. are. And so I think, you know, there potentially, if you are, you know, sevens, eights, threes hearing this and actually, well, no, I'm strong enough to do this by myself and I can. I'm sure that you are. But I wonder if there's more strength in saying I have lower energy today and I want to find you in that. And I'm open to being supported in that. Because, you know, if we think about what the menstrual cycle represents, Mm -hmm. it represents you know, the ability to carry a child, like, (laughs) there, that's, there is nothing else like that. That is one of the most magnificent things um, to that, that, that we can do. And so we have this, you know, kind of much smaller version of that each month. It's still a big thing that's happening to your body. That's Mm. an incredibly, you don't mind me saying badass, you know, yes, that is that is a strong woman okay and so there is so much strength inviting people into that and saying hey I am low energy today or hey I you know I'm I am bleeding today and I am exhausted from it and I need to care for myself yeah like can we can we join forces on this and 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 handle it together um would be my heart there's you know for for those of us who have that three seven eight kind of Mm. now (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna call it power. <laughs> Thank you know you. what I mean. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Um, but I I think that finding good women to come alongside us too is so important on the journey. And I think uh that women want to be good women. Every woman wants to be a good woman, but um, you're spelling it out for us how we can do that together is to uh, be generous and gracious when women friends have to cancel on us. Or um, mm-hmm. something that I've learned to do is uh, a lot of people have depended on me over the years to be the social leader in groups. And uh, when I don't do it, they and, and my podcast listeners know me as less social because I talk about that a lot. But my my community has mourned that because they're like, why don't like just so you know, when you show up, you really make a difference. And I'm like. I know, but like when I was coming home, I was burnt out. So yes. I've kind of come into this newer space where my my teen daughters literally take pictures of me and share them on their Instagram about this. But I will take a five minute nap anywhere. <laughs> they're not really sleeps; they're just like rests, and uh, especially during different times of the cycle. So I just want to welcome women to these. I have shared this with their dance friends, and uh, th- some of them have told me as they've gotten older, they're like, "Now I can rest anywhere." Um, <laughs> but it's this permission to say, I'm tired. Maybe I want to lead this event, but while you're all doing uh, this craft or cooking or something else, I'm going to just, can I borrow your sofa for a few minutes? Um, And I feel like that's made my female friendships richer because I'm just more like, I'm like, you thought I was on all the time, but I'm not. I get tired too. And I need balance too. So that later today, there's something left for the rest of my family. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And I think that is just such a crime that the rest of us kind of, you know, 
we we just assume that the threes, the sevens, the eights will just carry us. They'll just show up for us and they can, you know, do the social thing and make the rest yeah. of us feel comfortable and the rest of us can just coast. Yeah. And that just is not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. It's, uh, you know, in the same way that it's not fair to demand fours, five, and nines to, you know, lead a speech if they're not feeling up to it, or to ask a one, two, or six to just keep, you know, volunteering and volunteering year in, year out. You know, we we all do it, but I think this is just something we have to grow an awareness with in terms of just leaning completely and totally on three, sevens, and eights to just carry us through because they're good at it and, and we don't find it as natural. Uh, you know, I, 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 see it so much in my practice and yeah. yeah we have to allow three sevens and eights to not be on and to be quieter and to be you know calmer or serene and and create that space for them in our friendship groups or in our communities that's so so important but I love I love this borrowing the sofa I am 1000% stealing that that is such a good, <laughs> good. Uh, little idea good and I'm like I don't care what your teenagers or elementary kids think like that's the cool thing about getting older is like I literally don't care if you're laughing at me just you will not like you will pay if you do like a prank on me though <laughs> because I am a three seven or eight at the end of the day <laughs> so, yeah, sure, sure. like but I am just checking out here and kids are so sweet because they're like oh like a lot of kids as we've talked about in this podcast like they connect more with us when we're in those seasons like you just said like don't fear those later two weeks. That's a long stretch. But for me, this is a connecting stretch where I'm not like creating as much and I'm not doing as much. So this is where a lot of other friends or my kids might be like, oh, you're actually here. You're present. So mm -hmm. I think that it's beautiful for you to remind us as you did at the beginning of today, there is a beauty in all four. And I like how on our live, you also liken them to the seasons of um, which ones correspond with the spring, oh, summer, yes. fall, winter. Yes, I should have said that earlier, of course. So, you know, the, the menstrual phase we could liken to the inner winter. You know, it's this, if we think about how we have to show up in winter, if you live in a in a space with four seasons, you need to wear your puffy jacket. You need to make sure your gloves are on. You need to make sure you're having warm drinks. Well, actually, we, we need to do the same in our inner winter, in our menstrual phase. Mm. We need to wear fluffy socks. That is one of the best ways to alleviate cramps because the socks, uh, because the feet are so connected to the yes. womb, by yes. keeping the, the, the feet warm, we, we help keep that womb space warm. So that we can just use that language to really connect um, on a really quick uh, level, you know, especially to partners. Oh, I'm in my inner winter. I need to, you know, have a hot tea. I need to take a bath. I need to rest. We're, we're usually more tired in the winter because we don't have as much vitamin D. Um, so respond accordingly, you know, make sure your meals are nourishing you mm -hmm. Um, a really great time to be eating warmer foods. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we move through into the follicular phase, which is in a spring. Well, let's think of in a spring. Things are starting to come back to life. We're starting to come back to life. We're you know, preparing to bud and bloom. We need to water ourselves. You know, we need some April showers. Yeah. We need to pour into ourselves. We need to have some space to be creative and play and be silly and and just be free. You know, that 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 first day out the door where you don't need your big puffy jacket. Oh my gosh, the freedom you feel. <laughs> yeah, so true. Glorious. Yeah. So we'll create moments like that during your inner spring. And then, you know, we move through into inner summer, our ovulation phase. When we're thinking of, you know, those 
gorgeous days at the pool. You know, the sun is out, you're having a barbecue, all, all of your friends are here and the, the conversation is just easy. You know, that's your inner summer. How can you play with that? How can you set your week up to, to kind of reflect that and honor that? And then, yeah, you know, the, the luteal phase, that two week stretch is your inner autumn, you know? we're starting to kind of shut down and prepare for winter. The leaves are starting to turn golden and, and fall to the ground. You know, how can you start to reflect that? What can you do to slow yourself down? How can you find your sacred no and say, actually it's it's getting a bit chilly internally. <laughs> I need to put the fire on and make, make some s'mores. Like <laughs> that's like a perfect- That's a good analogy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to kind of say, actually, yeah, I'm gonna have a sweet treat and you know, sit around the fire and have some deep conversation mm-hmm. and, and not force myself to move around lots because that's what my body is needing at this moment. And so yeah, the the the, the inner seasons or just the seasons themselves are a great way to to connect on a really quick level if you're not sure where you're where you are. Just working out which phase you're in and thinking of the season could be a really quick way to you know, help, help yourself out or help your spouse out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you're really even making me think of like, t- you know, 11, 12 teen years up to teens that are older to twenties, to thirties, to forties, to fifties, to sixties. Like there's different phases where we're going to have to move differently through that. Like you said, with mouse through the morning tonight, like I'm feeling just that seasonal pull of the grace that needs to surround even as we shift and change as women. Um, and I, and I also like how you added another overlay of chronic illness. Like when we have that too, we have to add that overlay into further interpret for our, our relationships. How is this going to look today? And what kind of grace can I bring to this story? And how can my spouse and I together stop trying to push for the type three overlay of achievement, achievement, achievement in our relationships. So thank you for just shedding light on all of this. Yeah, totally, totally. And I should have said at the beginning, but um, also I do have endometriosis and I'm just about to get a, uh, uh, it's looking like I have PCOS as well. So mm-hmm. I have a lot going on <laughs> gynecologically. Yeah. So I'm not speaking to this from someone that has always enjoyed her menstrual cycle and yeah. it's always been a breeze. There's a, been a real journey here and it's a journey I'm still on and it's a journey I'll be on for a while. And that journey encapsulates loads of different things. And, and one of them is struggling with, with the period. So just if anybody is listening to this and thinking, well, nice for you, Evie, but you know, I have endo or I have PCOS yeah. I see you, I honor you. This journey is hard. I, I'm not pretending that it isn't. Mm-hmm. If I can do it and if it, 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 you know, if I can find these moments, I have real belief and a real hope that, yeah, you can as well. And, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't think it was possible, but I do really honor the yeah. stories where actually it's a really hard journey. I, I see that and I honor that for sure. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for leading a generation into openness, honesty, authenticity, and also uh, just like you said, coming alongside, not always as leader, but participant in it. And you guys heard hints like we could have spun off on so many things and I wanted to today with her, um, but I want to honor everybody's time, especially Evie's. Um, but really just please follow her because she has these golden nuggets for you and she talks Enneagram language so much with it, with instincts, with triads. Um, and we'll have to have her back 
another time to talk about all of this even more, but we were so happy we got to fit her in this journey of our sexuality month. And it was so perfectly timed. Thank you so much for joining us, Evie. Oh, it's been just the the, the greatest honor and the biggest pleasure for me, Krista. Thank you so much. Uh, the work that you're doing is just huge. You, your impact is huge. And yeah, just how you carry yourself is just so beautiful. You, you, you make things accessible and safe for all of us. And I can't thank you enough. You, I've been listening to you for a long time. So yeah, it, the, the respect is, is huge. Um, so thank you so much um, for having me on. <laughs> you are amazing. Thank you. You're going to make me cry. And I told you I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, no tears today. No, <laughs> no tears are safe, guys. I'm learning this with you. But Evie, yeah. tell us where we can find you specifically. I know I love following your IGs. You do a lot of beautiful videos. Tell us more, though, on all levels where we can find you. Sure. Yes, I'm on um, Instagram and TikTok, and now Threads. Threads has just come out. I don't know if anybody else is on it yet, but I'm on all of those platforms um, at the Type Guide. Um, and then you can also find me on my website, uh, which is where my coaching practice is housed. Um, so that's www.thetypeguide.co.uk. Um, so I work remotely. I work with people worldwide. So if this feels like you'd love um, some some help, some advice, some coaching with this, then yeah, I work with individuals, I work with couples, I work with families. Mm. Um, I'm here to support you, however however that looks. But I have a lot of freebies um, over on my Instagram. So so yeah, please do come and check them out. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see you there. <laughs> oh, yes, your warmth and the order that you bring is just the perfect combination for this topic. So thank you, Evie. We are so grateful to you, to your husband, just for sharing this time with us. Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, thank you for walking through this time with Evie and I. What a gift it is to us to have somebody with this clarified information for us to give us hope, to help us know we're not alone, to take on a comfortable lens for talking about a, a complex topic that some people want to run from. Thank you for staying here. I'm just so proud of you. So make sure you give yourself a huge pat on the back for doing your work today. And also, I think we had fun too, right? So let's really bring that spirit of understanding and connection into our months with us. We can just say, oh, I'm not alone. I'm so glad. Get Evie's freebie. Follow her on Instagram. I love her warmth. I love her joy. And I love her pairing and the way that she truly tries to be honest and vulnerable with us as she's doing her work too. Oh my gosh, doesn't that just bless us? So thank you guys. Have a great day. Head on over to the show notes and find everything you need at Evie's site and also at enneagramandmarriage.com. Okay, bye guys. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.